Welcome to this National Humanities Center podcast. I'm your host, Richard Schramm. In recent years, historians, literary theorists, archaeologists, geographers, and scholars in other fields have been exploring space. Not the space occupied by the sun, the moon, and the stars, but the space, both physical and metaphorical, occupied by you and me, the space that we shape and that shapes us. To do this, they've been using Geographic Information Systems, GIS, a powerful mapping technology that has enabled them to raise new questions about how we live in our spaces and how those spaces influence economics, politics, and culture. This turn in academic research, dubbed the Spatial Humanities, has spawned projects that bring together scholars from diverse fields and that have yielded fresh insights. To help us understand the spatial humanities, we have with us John Corrigan, the Lucius Moody Bristol Distinguished Professor of Religious Studies and Professor of History at Florida State University. John co-edited The Spatial Humanities, published in 2010, and Deep Maps and Spatial Narratives, published in 2015. In 2014, John was a fellow at the National Humanities Center, and in the summer of 2016, he returned to the center to lead a seminar on the spatial humanities. John, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Richard. Thanks for having me. John, in my introduction, I sketched out a definition of the spatial humanities, but let me ask you to fill that in. What exactly are the spatial humanities? Well, the term spatial humanities is a product of a workshop that was held by David Bodenhammer, Trevor Harris, and myself in 2007. Uh, The actual practice of the exploration of space, spatial analysis, the concern with spatial metaphors and so forth, has been around in the scholarly community for a long time, however, uh, long predating 2007. It began really, I think, a, a kind of surge of interest in space among literary scholars who began writing about how space was reflected in certain kinds of metaphors in fiction, uh, how poetry had certain considerations of space that needed to be explored and so forth. And for about 15 or 20 years towards the latter part of the 20th century, I think it was literary scholars who were really carrying the ball for studies of space. But all of that began to change in the 1990s. Part of it had to do with a wonderful book by William Least Heat Moon, which was called Prairie Earth, which was a study of Chase County, Kansas, a study in which uh, Heat Moon was able to show that there were certain aspects of the physical environment that could be interrelated with the emergent culture of Chase County, Kansas. And that led to a lot of other questions about how are we to consider the actual geography of place, that is, how we, how we consider uh, the dirt and the rock and the water and the hydrology and so forth as part of a larger picture of what it means to build human culture and how humans understand their relationships with each other. So out of that came an interest in a kind of geographic sense of space, and that was advanced very quickly because of the invention of software such as GIS, Geographic Information System Software, which made it possible in the digital age now to locate cultural data in space in a digitally enabled spatial environment that uh, could reveal patterns and correlations in data like we hadn't seen before. So that's been around now for about 15 years, maybe a little bit longer, being used by scholars to try to connect some of the dots in uh, the way we study space and culture, drawing from um, the backgrounds of a number of different uh, disciplines in the humanities and the social sciences. So the spatial humanities are bringing together traditional humanistic research with uh, high-powered new technologies. So how are they conducted, John? Well, the interesting thing about all of this is that um, 
what is going on in the spatial humanities is an attempt to try to bring together some of the epistemology, really, of the humanities with the epistemology of the social sciences and the sciences. So geographers, in a kind of old-fashioned sense, were very much interested in a quantitative approach that allowed them to chart in latitude and longitude the way in which uh, boundaries were drawn, the way in which economics or politics or even gender were to be located in space. That's a little bit of a different approach, maybe a significant difference of approach than what humanities scholars have done. Uh, the people who are working in geography tend to have findings about their work. People in the humanities tend to talk about gesturing towards conclusions. Uh, there's a lot to say about the difference of epistemologies, but I think in some ways that little difference uh, magnifies the larger difference. Uh, so what we're up to here really is a way of um, trying to invent a middle ground between what humanities people do and what people in, say, the social sciences have been doing for a long time. So the project is one, ideally, of synthesis between those two views of what scholarship can be. Now, that can be manifest in a lot of different ways. Now, the bottom line is that we're in this kind of period of what Julia Flanders has called productive unease in trying to join the humanities with the social sciences through a shared interest in space. How does that work out? Well, it works out with people trying to use GIS in ways that originally, I don't think, it had been predicted that software would be used. That is, instead of just simply marking lines and polygons and dots on a map, we're now finding that we can embed video with regard to particular locational dots. We can put images in, we can put sound in, we can uh, link to texts and so forth and so on. So in the digital age, as uh, the digital humanities it seems to be gaining uh, so much momentum, there's this process of starting out with a kind of GIS frame, but quickly populating it with all kinds of qualitative data that humanities scholars typically are concerned with. Well, John, could you give us some examples of spatial humanities projects? Sure. There's a wide range of spatial humanities projects. So they range from fairly standard kind of um, digital maps, such as one that uh, we built, which is called the Digital Atlas of American Religion, uh, which uh, from 1890 to 2010 has collected a number of data sets drawn on U.S. Census data and others um, that allow you to interact with the map in a way to ask questions about what kind of religious groups were growing at what particular time, uh, what the rank order of groups was as far as the number of members uh, in certain states and across the nation. And we have county-level data, so it's possible to ask all kinds of questions about religion that are cut with other sorts of questions. So we have data about church membership that is intermingled, as it were, with other kinds of census data about race, about income, about language, about country of national origin, about poverty level, and so forth. So that's one sort of spatial humanities, and it's, um, again, a setup that allows a user to query the data and receive an answer as a map of that data. So that's one sort of thing. There are other kinds of uh, maps, I think, that are much more complicated than that as far as their use of different kinds of data. There are maps of um, the United States in various periods of its um, military or political history that join together the kind of raw data, the kind of 
quantitative data that I just mentioned with other kinds of things, with um, a real exploration in video or an image or in sound of the people and the places and the events that took place in the periods that those particular sorts of maps are concerned with. So there's a very wide range of things that's possible in all of this. The most interesting and I think where the future of the spatial humanities is, the most interesting kind of spatial humanities, I think, has to do with deep maps. It's a term that was coined by uh, William Least Heat Moon in his book in the 1990s, Prairie Earth. Uh, but it's a, a, a term that's been taken up really across disciplines as a way to describe building a map that allows all kinds of different data to be intermingled in such a way as to avoid flattening the subjectivities of the people involved in the actual time and space of that map. So what do these deep maps tell us that we can't learn from more traditional research? Well, that's a really good question. Um, part of the debate now about the spatial humanities and particularly about deep maps and their, their associated phenomenon, spatial narratives, Part of the debate is whether these kinds of projects ought to proceed out of an interest in responding to previous scholarship about a certain place and time, or whether they should be more wide open and exploratory. So at this point, we've really got two kinds of things going on. Hopefully, they'll find a way to merge eventually. One is an approach which is directly aimed at intervening in previous scholarship with data organized afresh in a deep map, for example, that gives us a different look at that debate. The other is to gather all kinds of data and simply look for correlations and patterns that will prompt new questions for us. So on the one hand, we're trying to draw conclusions in response to previous scholarship. On the other, it's really more a kind of open-ended, exploratory, multivocal, polyvalent sort of operation that could lead us to any number of things. John, this sounds really different from uh, the traditional humanities. Uh, I know the, I, I came along at a time when uh, these technologies weren't available. What, what do you think this holds for the future of the humanities? In five, ten years, do you think they'll look the same way they do today, or will spatial humanities transform them completely? Well, you know, I think digital humanities is what's going to transform the humanities, and the spatial humanities, I believe, is a subset of the digital humanities. It's a very important part of the digital humanities, and inasmuch as the digital humanities are going to change what it is that we do, how we do research, how we make arguments, how we teach, how there's a scholarly outreach to the world of non-specialists, to the public, all of that's going to be felt equally in the spatial humanities. I think the spatial humanities are moving in some directions that allow us a greater uh, interdisciplinary emphasis than some digital humanities, more traditionally told. Uh, but I think there's going to be a very large impact, nevertheless, across the board as far as the spatial humanities are concerned. John, this has been fascinating, and I wish we could continue, but I know you've got a seminar to run, so I'll let you get back to your preparations. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Richard. It's been my pleasure. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Please join us again for another podcast from the National Humanities Center.